Welcome, everybody. It is episode 26. Six. All right. Uh, hot take from the kitchen. It is September 17th, 2018. It's a hot and humid one right now. You're fresh from vacation. I like that. I am. Are you re-energized? And- uh, no. Still falling asleep at the desk once in a while. Did you work today? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if you were off today or not. No, I thought about taking time off, but it's like, no, I was back in time yesterday, so I was able to go to work. Lucky me. (laughs) You the man. Yeah. Uh, You can find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And there is no emails. So I guess our guest tonight is Amy Martin. Hello. She is my coworker, and she is putting on a color run at the end of the month. And so she's here to talk about that. And then Michigan football and Tigers baseball. So should be <laughs> Not a lot to talk about the Tigers, but we'll make fun of it. We'll have yeah. a good time with it. Yeah. So, I guess we'll get into the hot takes. Our first hot take is a teen in California found a purse with $10,000 and returned it to its owner. It's a very good Samaritan move on his part. I watched, to the other side of this would be, I watched a reporter film looting in a during the hurricane, like outside some CVS or something. It was a Dollar General. <laughs> and I was like, just to watch that and then to hear about that, it's like two opposite sides of the spectrum, yeah. obviously. And I guess the owner of the purse gave the kid $100 for returning it. So, so that's like 1%? Yes. Yeah. Surprised was, it wasn't a little more, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was thinking 10% would have been nice. Did they say the age of the teen? Yeah, he was 16. He's a junior in high school, and the purse was in the middle of the road. A hundred dollars. More than a hundred would have been nice. I was thinking like thirteen hundred dollars is a lot to a 13-year-old. Well, I don't know in this world, but it's still a lot. At least he did the right thing. Yes. All right. Topic number two is Fortnite is causing divorces. (laughs) That's stupid. Actually, I can totally see it. Yeah, I can, but that's my hot take. When you sent me that, I was like, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I agree, but it's just no different than saying that video game violence is the reason why people get murdered and all that other stuff. Right. It's not I'm really. sure there's more to it than just Fortnite. There, there's got to be. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt yeah. that there are the couples out there that fight. There's some, I'm not going to be sexist. I'm going to say there could be a girl playing too much Fortnite and the guy's okay. like, you know, hey, pay attention to me. But that has nothing to do with video games. It has everything to do with your marriage. So yeah. that, you know, but it's pretty addicting i have a 13 year old son and there's times when he's in the basement all day you know just wanting to play when my boys come over that's what they do they hook up two different tvs oh yeah and then that's what they do they play Fortnite. he has his friends come over they bring their system Mm -hmm. they have their headsets on they're talking to their friends oh yeah i've never played it so. (laughs) so like my nephew always wants to play it. It's like me, you gotta get Fortnite. Like, the first play. time I played it, I died right away because I jumped off a roof and I didn't know I was gonna do that. 
So they thought that was funny. And then the second time I played, I hit and I got 12th. And the whole time, like I asked them the whole time, like what the point of it is. And it's essentially there's 100 people and whoever lives longest, you win. So I hid the whole time and my sons were like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, you said if I live to the end, I win. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, I'm going to live. It's <laughs> <laughs> injury here. I'm to live. You know, let's say the map's the size of this table and what it does is it shrinks constantly. Yeah. So it forces everyone to kind of like the Hunger Games. And you yeah. can like build different yeah. and different you, things. So like you said, hide yeah, in or work together. And yeah, yeah, I don't, I just hid. And then I like the game, I was in some bush and I became, I just hid into this bush the whole time. And, Finally, someone found me and sniped me. But yeah, maybe one day I'll give it a try. Probably not. All right. <laughs> Topic number three is Vontae Davis at the Buffalo Bills retired at halftime yesterday. I don't think reti- retired is a nice word. He quit. Yes, he retired. Yeah, he was hurt all last year, and I guess the injury wasn't fully healed, and he just didn't feel like he go anymore so I heard it this morning on the radio and basically the they just kind of said well they're not playing very well and he didn't see good things in their future apparently and he just walked off and yeah, I, yeah. he didn't even say like tell his team that yeah, he was just, done he I just, just left yeah he told the guy like next to him in the locker room's like yeah. but yeah I'm out <laughs> yeah I'm and out so I mean, he could have at least finished the game and been like, okay, guys, you know, this isn't working or whatever, but. Did you see the trade that just happened? I heard about it. Yeah. So that's, you have a hot take there. And that is serious. Like, I'm not surprised. I think Josh Gordon's overrated. Um, maybe on Cleveland, but I don't think with New England. He's overrated. You're going to, that's going to hurt. What do you consider overrated? Let me ask you this. He isn't going to do jack squat for them. Okay. Because he's not going to be on the field. I feel bad for you. <laughs> he's probably going to have two touchdowns next week. And then already, then he's done beyond Jack squat. He shouldn't be so, like, extreme. What has he done in the NFL? Well, he had a touchdown last week. Good for him. So it's more what than What has he done, squat. though? He's been hyped up so much. But what has he done? He's done all right. He's done two things. Jack and shit. <laughs> I think he's been an all-pro, actually. <laughs> When? When he started his rookie year. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure he was at least an all-pro, I think, 17. It's true he has an addiction problem. I'm not disputing that, but I think he's beyond that. And Cleveland got something from him because they knew they weren't going to keep him. So, no. I feel like you're coming across as sensitive to people with addiction problems right now. Yeah, he's addicted. He's not going to do anything. (laughs) All right. <laughs> Become more addicted. All right. We're going to move on. <laughs> All right. It's time for the question. Last week's question was, what was the name of the automobile manufactured by the Alpina Motor Car Company in 1910? And the answer was the Alpina Flyer. I didn't know that one. No. I learned that in Alpina, Mich- or Michigan Alpina history class, high school. Ooh, that class was not around when I went to high school. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Lingloys. Yeah, that was definitely not a class. I guess Amy can pick a word. 
<laughs> I know that winner was. Yeah. Jerry Peterson. It's awesome. So Jerry Peterson. Um, he'll have to move quickly if you want the two tickets for celebrate, because that's like forty less than forty hours now. So you can get a hold. Just send us a message, and we'll figure out how to get them to you. I think we got a shirt and then uh, the sticker. I don't even know. I'll have to check with the graph to see if anybody's even coming out the stickers. But either way, we'll keep doing the trip collection. So. All right. I didn't pick up my sticker. Well, I'll be honest. Yeah. And just so everyone knows that I wasn't cheating, I, I picked my own name the first time, and I thought that was pretty unfair. So <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. And this week's question is, the port of Alpena was originally laid out in 1840 and was named Anamaki <clears throat> for the Chippewa's chief who signed the Treaty of 1826. question is, what does Anamaki mean? I know this one. <clears throat> so do I. It's right in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes care of that segment. Yes. And uh, trying to think of this. I know there was something very hot takey that I wanted to talk to you about, but I cannot think of it. It had nothing to do with sports. I don't think it was very politicky either. But, oh well. Save it till the end. Yeah, maybe you remember. Already, so. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get to it here in a second. All right. All right, Amy, so uh, I know you a little bit, but not a super lot. Why don't you give me and the rest of the people a little background on yourself, and then we'll go from there. Okay. Um, I was born and raised in Posen. I graduated Posen High School, went to Alpena Community for a little while, um, left there. I had my son, Mason, um, got married, and we moved downstate for a couple years. We lived down by Ann Arbor. Um, moved back, had my second son, Logan, um, in 2010, I got a divorce, moved to Alpena and have pretty much been here since, um, earlier this year in January, I married my best friend, John Martin. Um, so now we are a blended family. He has a daughter, Megan and a son, Johnny. And in April, Megan had her daughter, Aubrey. So we became grandparents. So (laughs) it's been a busy year. That sounds like it. I mean, that's crazy. I always, I mean, I know my sister has grandchildren, so... I know it could happen. I don't see it happening anytime soon for me. I know. When I I tell people that, they're like, you have a granddaughter? And I'm like, it's my stepdaughter. (laughs) You know, so... My my son isn't, but it your is. son's awesome, by the way, <laughs> on a whole bunch of different levels. So I remember um, for those that maybe don't know, but my oldest Jordan and mm-hmm. your son Mace played basketball together. Yeah, and um, like in that PIBA, and first of all, they were they had a really good team actually. Then, and I my wife Allison used to love watching Mace play. <laughs> He's somewhat vertically challenged, but he played really, really hard. <laughs> and um, those are all like the one thing that we love watching kids, any kids play sports is, I mean, it's nice to watch them, but it's really good. But what we really like, we really enjoy watching kids that hustle. And 
your son definitely <laughs> worked for everything he ever got. So for kids. He is. Yeah. Uh, you came to a couple of games. I don't even remember. I mean, you probably don't at the time, but you would come out there. And um, I mean, that was back when my son used to rub down the floor like a Power Ranger. So, I mean, like, um, we're, we're going way back at the time machine. But, I mean, yeah. it's really. So that was, Mace was there until sixth grade. Yeah. So fifth and sixth grade, if you remember, yeah. I actually coached their team. Yes. Yes. Which is funny, but um, no, Mace is my, he loves sports, but he's not truly that athletic. Now, Logan, my other son, he's our, he's our athlete yeah. where Mason would enjoys more helping Logan with his sports. Once we moved to Alpena, he would coach Logan's or help coach Logan's baseball teams. He would help him with basketball. Yeah. He, he was always that. He always wanted to be involved, but not necessarily playing. And it's worth noting that whatever Mace lacked athletically, he more than made up academically. <laughs> that definitely deserves a shout out. So he's like, well, thank you, baby Einstein. So I mean, like, uh, it's awesome. So, um, but yeah, enough about Mace. Yeah. Um, I just I remember that fifth grade year. I remember at times where you would. Uh, I remember I would tell Brad, like, what was the score? He was like, you know, how did Jordan do? I'm like, they went out like 70 to four. He's like, <laughs> 70 to four. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, well, they didn't play in the second half, and then they still kept scoring. I, never, I didn't know what to We didn't know what to do. Everybody was trying not to score that much, and it just kept happening. So they were really. Not to bring up Mace again, but his <laughs> favorite memory of that was the first year I coached, I didn't know the rules exactly for PIBA. Like, you, they're subbing rules, I mean. You have to sub, like, one quarter at a time. They have to sit. Well, we only had six kids. So I was trying to rotate them equally to where, okay, they sat a quarter, but I didn't sit them out an entire quarter. So we got penalized at the end of the game. We They got to shoot um, um, technical fouls for every kid. So they shot 12 technical fouls. And we still won by 20. Yeah. <laughs> it was funny. That's like his one memory. That's all he has. Yeah. But, that, they had, yeah. There were some definitely good teams out there. Well, I mean, that rule was definitely a good <coughs> rule. Cause, um, and you see that that's not <clears throat> to pose and that's everywhere across the United States now. You yeah. see a lot of teams will um, worry about winning way too young. Yeah. Instead of teaching fundamentals, and we've had this topic before on here, but um, yeah. So um, you're not where you're working at now. You're working with Brad. I started at Omni in 2006, and in 2012, I transferred departments, um, which therefore means I switched companies, and um, I went to the um, accounting department. And so, yeah, I... I'm working with Brad. So I hate to burst your bubble, but we do not do spreadsheets. We pay bills all day long. I kind of knew that, but <laughs> in my head, what I dream is that Brad has like three screens with different spreadsheets. And um, he has two. I mean, I know for a while there, we talked about you had a shirt, a, a checkered shirt that was like, we would say it was an Excel sheet. Um, <laughs> And then for a while there, we were going to create a business for Brad. It was called Extreme Accounting, um, where, like, cause typically accounting tends to be very boring. So we were going to have, like, Brad do, like, extreme sports and do accounting at the same time. Skydiving, doing explosive. Yeah, just, or whatever. Right. And then, uh, 
run with the bulls. He could do it. He is the Superman of the office. So. I don't doubt that. He without is. Without a doubt. But, uh, which reminds me, I got to talk to you about something after this. So <laughs> you did a very good job of bringing something up. So um, the whole re- let's go to the real reason here. You got a race coming up? I do. On September 29th uh, at 10 p.m. at the Alpina Fairgrounds, we are holding the Michael Pulaski Memorial Foundation 5K Color Run. Um, it's in honor of my dad, who passed away in 2006 of pancreatic cancer. So we decided that we wanted to do something in his memory and his honor, and um, that's what I came up with. So. And it is, it's a color run. It right. is a color run. Um, so when I was deciding what we wanted to do, I knew I wanted to do a 5K. Um, I actually talked to my friend Tracy at the Bay, and because she's a runner, and I want, was just kind of bouncing ideas off of her. And she said, there's a 5K every week. Why do I want to come to yours? And so that just stuck with me, and I thought, I got to do something different. And so I came up with the color portion. And I know Girls on the Run in Rogers City does a color run but there's nothing for adults. And so I just thought it would be something fun that, and something different to bring to the area. And hopefully people jump on board and, and run with it. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> literally. Um, so how can people register? Um, the pre-registration is actually closed. Um, that closed last Friday, but there is day of registration that starts at nine. So just show up at the main gate of the fairgrounds um, at 9, and we'll get you registered. And the race starts at 10 a.m. 10 a.m. And what time is – you could probably 9-ish you could get there to register? Yep. Registration okay. starts at 9. Um, it shouldn't take long. It's literally fill out a little form, and we'll get you your shirt and your number. and So it should be quick, hopefully. Awesome. Um, well – Let's wrap that up there. We can come back to it more at the end when we tend to recap things. And then we'll do that and we'll uh, pivot. We wanted to talk some Michigan football. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So it's a good break and we'll go to that. Recording. The real people, not actors thing was like, Really big deal for them. It was like one of their best campaigns ever. My favorite was when Batman, with the Lego Batman, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I still watch that commercial. So. So, all right, anyways. So uh, we're going to talk a little Michigan football. Yeah. Yes. Um, so are you up or are you down? You're buying or selling after this week? Well, I didn't get to watch the game. They seem to have put it to Southern Methodist. So, right now they're on the rise. We'll see. Your brother was not happy that they didn't cover the spread. All day long he kept talking about the spread. Did you watch the game? Um, most of it, like at least three quarters. This is probably safe to say. The first half, I would say for sure. It. I think if you would have asked, if he would have asked you at, after the first half, you would have been like, mm, we're on the downslide. Because it was what, like, Seven seven at halftime or something. I don't even remember exactly, but it was not what it should have been in most people's eyes. No, and I think if we didn't get that turnover before the half, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. They yeah. scored right before yeah, that. We intercepted the ball and ran it back, and I don't think if we would have done that, it would have been a whole different it – was, it was 14-7 heading in the half. And that's right. We intercepted it and threw it back, and it was 21-7. So. That's right. You're right. It was higher <clears> than that. But, but, I mean, it really was. It didn't feel like 21-7. Because, it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. But. I think Michigan and the Lions are kind of going through the same thing but different. And what I mean by that is I think they're both trying to do, do a certain program and it just – I don't know if the personnel necessarily matches what the coaching is trying to do. And I think that works both ways, I think, um, especially the Lions. They're really hard to watch right now. They struggle just. Well, they're struggling trying to be a physical team is what we're trying. And you can see that's what they're trying to do. And I think that's kind of the other way around Like with Michigan is – I think Michigan's really good at being a physical team, actually. But some of the skilled players we have, like Patterson now, and different to be a finesse team. Yeah, so like, I think that's really hard in a way for Michigan to kind of be that. When and that's not Harbaugh, right? He wants to run the ball every time if he could. Well, I feel like with Michigan right now, people aren't happy if we're losing. They're not happy if we're winning because we're not winning by enough. Or we're not winning the key games. So, like, this last weekend, yeah, we won. And like you said, you didn't watch the game and it seemed like we won by a lot. But you see people on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and they're still just, oh, my God, fire him. He's awful. And it's like they're never happy no matter what. Yeah, I agree. And I tend to not to be that way. I kept telling your brother, as long as we win the game, I don't care if we win the game by one point. As long as we win, that's all I really care about because – and stay healthy. I don't care about the spread. No. I, I don't gamble on the game, so why should I care about the spread? Well, I think the spread matters to certain coaches and programs, Alabama, Ohio State being two, two schools that worry about the spread and make sure they cover the spread. But when you have somebody like Harbaugh that does not care about the spread, then why should you care? Because he could care less if we're winning by 30. He If he wants to work on trying to figure out a way to – better to run the ball on third and long and he's comfortably up. He's going to work on that play. He could care less. And it's a non-conference game. Yeah. So, but even like last weekend, we went to the game. We went to the game and it was uh, the opening home opener. And the headlines after the game was Patterson or Peterson. Um, Shay did this, blah, 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 blah. He only played till the first half. Yeah. And then they brought in McCaffrey and then they brought in, um, why am I losing his name? Oh my gosh. Uh, third the third string. Who is he? I'm drawing a blank right now. He started last year too when the other guy um, got hurt. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so they didn't even mention like, hey, we were up by so much so we gave these other guys playing time. It was basically like, Shay did this during the game. And it's like, you only played till halftime because he's trying to get other players in in case something happens or whatever. Well, and I think the other thing, what I know Harbaugh does this, and I think a lot of college coaches do this, is they don't want to give the other team next week or Michigan State or Ohio State or Penn State or Wisconsin, for that matter, since that's that whole schedule. Yeah. Um, tape. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, he's just not all about tipping his hand. and you, I don't blame him on that, you know. So, like, I know a lot of fans get really – you're right. There are some armchair quarterbacks out there that get really upset. And, but, again, I, as long as they win, I really just – don't care at all. Yeah. But a win's a win. Exactly. And, and as long as they stay healthy, right? Because, I mean, 
like uh, the Notre Dame game, right? We almost lost Bush. Mm-hmm. We were worried about that, and then you were like, "Our season's done. Like, <laughs> let's just go home if that happens." Like, so I think again, <clears throat> joking around. No, but I mean, but but honestly, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, there's two or three key players on that side of the ball where you don't want them to get hurt during SMU because we need them for bigger games. And, and some guys went down, like Gary went down. They were having a lot of problems with cramping, and luckily, that's all it was was cramping. But there yeah. was how many times did they stop the game because somebody was hurt with with cramping so I know Gary was one of them um I don't even um Chase Winovich was another one and those are big key defensive guys <clears throat> your brother sat at the bar at Fresh Palette and watched the game he refused to move um which I thought was adorable so <laughs> he was hardcore I mean he was all about watching that game and I was like It'll be okay. It's SMU. Come on outside and get some fresh air. So, yeah, he's hardcore. He's hardcore about a lot of things. But that's all right. So, uh, Tigers are tough to watch. <clears throat> they are. Not been the best season. No, and I think the thing that frustrates me the most is worse. We're still dealing with the aftermath of trying to go all in for all those years. So it certainly doesn't seem like there's any lightning in the tunnel anytime soon. Well, you never know. They could make some trades. Victor Martinez is retiring after the season, so that'll yeah. put up some money. And- yeah. I, I think I agree. Victor coming off the books not only helps us financially, but I think and really they have no reason why not, not to let them play out the year. So instead of bringing maybe somebody up young and getting some experience, they're just going to let him finish his career out and let him play all he wants. I think he's valuable to the younger guys on the team. He's definitely teaching them a good work ethic. And um, I mean, he's very serious about his bats, even if he you know doesn't get a hit all the time. But I mean, he doesn't strike out a lot. And I think that's just big for the, the younger guys to see, even if it's just, you know, not necessarily helping him right now, but maybe later on down the line. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, <clears throat> if, I don't know what his aspirations are, whether he wants to be in TV, but he'd be probably a great hitting coach. I don't know if that's somebody right. he has any interest in. But. I actually heard on a podcast that I listened to, um, he is retiring to become a beef cattle rancher. Yeah. He has Victoria's Ranch in Florida, and he's, I think, just stepping away completely by the sounds of it. A little bit. So. And no, I mean, we kind of get to talk about that later in the pod, but I don't blame anyone that if they have the opportunity that it just wants to like, kind of like I'm done. You know, there's okay. certain players that, <clears throat> you know, one of the pods I thought since it's JJ, it's obviously that whether it's coach, he's going to be involved in basketball when he's done. You can tell he doesn't know what he wants to do yet, but he, he will be involved in it one shape, one way or the other. And it'll be, you know, Victor's one, I think, uh, that's really too bad because I think he definitely has some knowledge there as a hitting coach. Well, his ranch is in Florida, so it makes you wonder, like, okay, is he going to be a part of spring training? You know, maybe he'll do something like that. Maybe he won't travel with the team on a consistent basis because he said that he wants to spend time with his family and he has younger kids and stuff, so he wants to, to be with them on a daily basis. So maybe he'll just do something with them during spring training. Well, mm-hmm. his son's a baller. Yeah, he has, so. I think, two older sons yeah. and then two younger little girls. Yeah. The one chubby so. one used to just hit the snot out of the ball. <laughs> That's all I remember seeing. Back when they were good, he was like 10 or something like that. And he would just 
smack the, they just show videos all the time and just knocking the snot out of the ball. So, <clears throat> plus Tigers minor league affiliates are doing pretty well. They had three that made the playoffs. So yeah, there's some kind of hope. Yeah, and I guess it's kind of interesting. I was just going to ask you both. Would you so do you think that they should build like through free agency? Do you think they should more just build through the farm system? What do you guys think? Um, right now you probably build through the farm system and then maybe get a free agent or two somewhere along line. But there is no salary cap in baseball, so they can spend as much money as they want. You just have to have it. Yeah. That's why I don't think the Miguel contracts is that big of a deal. But one thing you and I talked about before is <laughs> are the Illiches going to keep the Tigers or are they going to sell because now that Mr. I is gone? That's a good question. <clears throat> Just, I wouldn't be surprised if they sold the, sold the Tigers and kept the Red Wings. I mean, I can see it go either way. I can see you keeping the Tigers, get rid of the Wings. I can see you keeping the Wings, get rid of the Tigers. I can see you get rid of it all. Yeah. And then just, you know, like someone else coming in there and take over both of them. Just live off the Little Caesars Yeah. I think building through your farm system, the one thing that's nice about that is, is if you acquire a whole bunch of assets, you can always move them. Whereas, like, if you tend to get free agents and then you don't pan out very well, then you're stuck with mega contracts that you're trying to figure out, like B-Mart. You know, we've been trying to trade Victor for three years now, and eventually you just gave up because no one's going to take that contract. Because yeah, yeah. he's old and slow. Yeah. Can't run. But, um... Just needs long to go the other way. <laughs> but they play the ship now. That's why he goes the other way. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh... I don't, you know, it's really interesting. What do you think of Garden Hire? You like him as a bench coach? Yeah. He did a lot of good things with the Twins, so I can see it happening with the Tigers. You just got to give them some time. It's not going to happen overnight. So. I think they said at the time when they were looking for a coach last year that out of all the con or, um, other people to choose from, he was really the best baseball coach. Yeah. So, we, you know, unless we were going to pirate somebody from another organization, the coach is available, we got the best one. So. He didn't have the best talent in Minnesota either. So, Oh, no. And the talent he did have was really injured a lot. They faced some really crazy injuries up there. And I don't know. Minnesota kind of has that weird history of really having does. some of their really yeah. elite talent get hurt really weird ways and dealing with it. So, Kirby Puckett just wasn't as isolated. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the stuff that's gone on with Maurer is crazy, too. It's, yeah. it's not like it's your run of the – but I guess he is a catcher, so – well, he was. Yeah, well, he so already was. Got vertigo or something. <laughs> all right. Well, any else sport-wise you guys want to cover? I know all day in sports. I think we should talk about Rod Mario for a minute. Just get that out there. Well, I mean, the first thing when I heard about it, and I'm sure it was yours, at least because I know you were the one. It didn't I don't really know, surprise No, me. it wasn't surprising to anyone that really follows them or knows a little bit about them. It's why they don't work together all the time because they do need a break from each other. But I guess really my whole attitude in the whole thing is I just really wanted to see it. Like I wanted the payoff. I mean, I've gone, there had to have been somebody there with a video, with a phone taping it. Oh, well, there's cameras in that room. So 
I don't know if somebody hit the button or not, but the fight over a chair. Is they, they probably were like, this does not get out. Yeah. This does not leak, you know, something like that. So. I mean, who you got? Yeah. I, I, I got Rod. I mean, got, Japanese. I mean, as an Asian, I'm scared of Rod naturally because <laughs> of that video. So. Um, this is the greatest video ever. <laughs> it really is. I mean. And, Have um, you seen that video? No. Oh. Rod was playing in the Japan League and he was hit by a pitch. And he ran after the pitcher, but the pitcher ran away. <laughs> and Rod just kept chasing him all around the like, ballpark. All around the field. I mean, he was way out in left field. You would think somebody would be like, try to stop him at Well, they did. Yeah. <laughs> he just kept going? Yeah. yeah. He must have really got nailed. He was really mad. Like, <laughs> it was just full-out angry mode person. And, um... Yeah, it might be some of the cause for his hatred for Mario because Mario used to love to play that thing. Just that is true. He would talk about that. I remember one time back in the day when we played a Tiger's drinking game. That was a social. (laughs) If when it finally got brought up, everybody had a drink. If he got if it got brought up, so um, that they didn't end well for anybody. So we'll just not talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else? I'm going to see if I can pull out what that was I wanted to talk about. See if my I can't own. think of anything, really. When I'm on my tirade about Josh Gordon. So. I'm glad you feel better. Whatever helps you, I'm all about. I understand. And then you're definitely allowed to. I mean, I like that we differ. Anytime we differ, I like it because that makes me happy. It's boring when we agree, so... I can't yeah. find anything, so oh well. I'll just say Josh Gordon isn't Randy Moss. Oh no, you're 100 percent right there. There's <laughs> only one Randy Moss, and the Patriots have struggled trying to replicate that. And I think they do their best job of saying, "Hey, you know what? We caught lightning in the bottle once. Let's try not not go for that again." I think that's what they're trying to do. Do you want to talk about the Patriots? That'd be fun. Did you watch the game yesterday? I didn't. Okay. I was. Watching the Lions. I think that would be a real interesting thing. We could discuss that real quick. So, all I got, all I want to say is the best Patriots wide receivers are white. I'm sorry. Okay. I mean, they're not flashy. Tom just needs somebody to throw the ball to short routes. Well, you didn't watch the game yesterday. Tom looked terrible. He looked every bit of his age yesterday. Because I was watching another terrible quarterback. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what really surprised me was is as much as a mismatch as Gronk can be on the field, I mean, they just had his number. They just could not get him the ball. And maybe when Edelman comes back from suspension, maybe that will help out a little bit. But I was really, really surprised. I mean, admittedly, there's a couple of players injured on the Pats too running backs that really supposedly will play a key role, but I was just absolutely surprised. Now the other side of the coin is, is that we've seen when teams beat up on the Patriots in the regular season, what happens come playoff time. Like it's almost like Tom just kind of chuckles on himself. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the regular season doesn't really matter. He's in a very weak division. So. Yeah. I mean, I think it's bigger than that. I mean, I, I don't worry about division. I think more home field advantage. I think Patriots' home field advantage is a really big deal for them. So I don't think they're going to get it this year. No. Well, that's why I'm – you know, and it's tough when you have – Pittsburgh's playing decent. 
Kansas City kind of playing all right. I mean, I'm just saying these are the teams. Kansas that, City's yeah. really good. Yeah, Kansas City's pretty good. Is. I think they'll be all right. They need Le'Veon Bell. He's not going to come back till week 11 or something like that. Um, that'll be interesting. That's a good question. Do you think he is? I think he's going to come back because I think they're going to get the contract done before that. I don't think they care. They have that backup that's doing all right. Connor? Something like that. He's not doing good, though. I've heard nothing but good things about him. Well, I guess, I mean, we have back to their defense. Yeah, I mean, and Shazir being hurt really helped them, or really hurt them there, because he was a glue. So he made up for a lot of inadequacies from other players. So, All right, well, we can wrap that up. That was a big tangent. All right, now we're going to move on to our top five list. And this week our top five is top five things we would do if we won the lottery. And my number five is make a movie. Just make a movie for the hell. Don't know what kind of movie, but just make a movie. We can make a movie now. We don't need a movie. I mean, a really good movie. We can make a high production uh, value. All right. Like where you just sit in the chair and you just watch it and like, and you yell cut or yeah. action a lot? Yes. Like you want to direct it? Or do you want to be like the Gus Van Sant, Roland G, and Sabah, where you're just cutting the mo- counting the money the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I would make a movie. Do you want Amy or me to go next? Uh, we'll do Ladies Last, give her the last one, so I'll go next. So, right. um, if I won the lotto, the very first thing I would do, because this kind of has a process. So number five for me is I'd pay off all my debt because I got all student loans for days. So, and it's not flashy, but there would be so much immense joy in my life by paying that off that I would, I can't even tell you how happy I'd be. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, so. One of my honorable missions was I'd pay off all my debt. Yeah. Being debt-free would be really cool. So, yeah. All right, number five. All right. Well, number five for me is, and same with you guys, I would, um, like you said, it's not flashy, but I would not only, and we're talking like a ridiculous amount of money that we're winning the lotto. Um, So I would not only pay off all all my bills, but I would pay off all the bills of my immediate family and set up college funds for my nieces and nephews. That's nice of you. Well, I mean, if you got the money, why not, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. My number four is open a business. Small business, invest some money into the one, make more money. That's like a running store. I'm getting there. So, yeah, I like it. Um, do you know what kind of business? Running store. A running store? Yeah. You could do that now. I probably could. You can do a movie about you opening a running store. Maybe like a reality <laughs> TV show. And you could run your own commercials. I could. I could. I like this a lot right now. So, all right. Number four for me, let me make sure I'm on this right. Number four for me is I would have a house with a lot of space and a really, really huge garage. So, I know that seems really silly, but I don't have a garage right now. And a lot of the things that come later on the list, I'll need space to go. (laughs) 
and a lot of things I would ever want to dream by. I like, for example, if you want to vote, I would never want to vote because I don't have anywhere to put it during the winter time. So all these things, all a lot of these things revolve around having a garage. So, so you're not talking just a garage. You mean like a pole barn? Yes. Like I you mean, want a big. Right, right down to the cross the gym. And then you're going to go, go big. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's. I just really want space. Like, because we live in a really small house. So um, we love it, but it's small. So space would be nice. Got it. My number four um, is actually my husband's dream, but I could get on board with that. He is really big into bow hunting. So he would love to buy a big piece of property and take some of our youth and teach them how to shoot bows and then take them bow hunting. So I could get on board with that too. So sounds like fun. Yeah, it would be fun, I think. All right. My number three is move to the Caribbean. Move? Move to the Caribbean. Again, you could do that now. You could buy an island. <laughs> well, I don't know if you could buy an island. That's another one of mine. <laughs> I don't know if you could buy an island, but I mean, you could. I mean, another we're talking yeah. ridiculous amounts of money yeah. here. Like, you won the lotto and won, like... And the simpleton. These are just big Well, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm that way, too. But I know I can do it now, but yeah. I want to be comfortable when I do it. Yeah. So if it doesn't work out, I'm not poor and coming back. That's like that... my tail between it's my legs. my favorite thing that I talk about all the time. It's like that Jimmy Johnson thing in the Jimmy Johns where the guy's like, what do you do? He goes... That rich guy goes and he visits the island and he's like, what are you? What are you doing? Why do you work so hard? He's like, well, I want to retire to the island and fish, and then just hang around all day. And he goes, well, what do you do? Do well, I just hang around all day and fish, <laughs> like, like I do that now. Yeah, like I do that now. You don't, you know, you just have to live within your means. Which, I mean, I get. Maybe you want to have a chateau on the bay, which would probably instead change of, some things around. Instead of a tiki hut. Yeah, tiki hut. But, um, number three for me would be take Allison on a vacation. So and, you can do that now, and we are working on that. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it specifically, we would start in Italy and finish in Ireland. So we would start there, and we would backpack our way through on up. So, it, so you're talking like months? Yeah, or probably eight. would be a two two to three month trip. There you go. Yeah. So think awesome. big. That's what we're to think big. Yeah. Well, this is big to me. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that trip would, I mean, that, I mean, we have talked about that. Allison's spent a lot of time in Europe, though, so I've never been there. So, I mean, her mind used to work in Europe, so she's been there multiple times and has had a lot of experiences. So, for us to be able to do it, there would have to go to places where, A, she's already been, but B, she wanted to see new places. So, it's almost like you're double the way you have to do it. Starting things. over. Yeah. So, um, my number three would be I would give back to local charities um, like the Humane Society and say Sunrise Mission or you know just like the school like I would love to buy the high school a couple of big huge charter buses get them tricked out painted you know for the football team and for the cross-country team and whatever just um, just so they don't have to worry about you know just their bills or whatever, and just kind of be like, "Here, I'll take care of it for you." So, yeah. that would be that would be good. Schools need money. So. Schools need money. Everybody needs money. Yeah. So, if you got it, give it. That's right. All right. My number two is I would buy a small stake in a sports team. 
don't know if I'd want to own my own sports team, but just have a stake in it at first. What kind of sports team? Well, I've always wanted to be part of the NBA. So. Any one team particular? No, any one that have me. <laughs> no, dude, I, if I was going to do it, I'd want the Pistons. Either that or the Knicks. Because I can tell you something right now, if you were able to take the Knicks and make them winners, you would be elevated in probably the greatest city in the world. You would become a god you for all intents and purposes. It would be nuts. I mean, look at Dolan now. People kind of like Dolan now, and he's an idiot. So I can only imagine like if you're actually made think anybody likes James Dolan. Yeah. So I think he would, I would invest in the Nets and make them bigger than the Knicks. Oh, I like it the way you're thinking, but history. I think big. Lots yeah, of think big. I mean, Jay Z is already doing that, right? I mean, he's trying. I don't know if he's still part of the mess, but since he is Rock Nation, yeah. So, number two for me was kind of a bite off what you said, but I would try to build some type of business where there would be high paying jobs that would trickle through the economy. It's always been one of my goals. So I would probably think if you look at the way Moran Ironworks worked out, how they actually even set up a school now there to teach kids about, and then those kids not only were from Moran, but then they go all the rest of, you know, they, they know they got that certificate from that area. They can go anywhere in the world and essentially work. So like that echoes right through that whole area. I mean, it echoes all the way through the world. So it just shows that if you do it right, you figure something out, it could, change the community and really help out a lot of people. So it would be finding the right thing. I didn't honestly I have no idea what that would be around here. Um, it would be tough, you know, but um, you could figure it out. You know, they've had some great ideas over the past, you know, 10 years or so that, uh, that have tried to, you know, and have worked out, but you know, people are definitely thinking about it. So, but yeah, when you bring high paying jobs and people spend and then that trickles down to local businesses and so on and so forth. So, that's it right there. If I had all that money, that's what I'd do. There you go. My number two would be I would build a Red Cross blood donation center here in town because I like to give blood, but it's a pain to have to try to get to their, their donation um, blood drives sometimes. So it's like you had one full time here that people were open like, Nine till nine every day or something like that, it wouldn't be an issue. I'd be down with that. I would give blood then. I think a lot more people would give blood because they, they could fit it into their schedule better. And it wouldn't be, I have to go on Wednesday at 1145 and sit there for three hours. And so it would just work better. Well, do you know any blood? I would if I could. Oh, you like can Oh, I donate blood. So, I mean, like, and it usually works. When you do two blood drives a year at work, and then, of course, my wife does two blood drives a year. So usually I'm able to get through those two things. So, but Blood is needed. Yeah. Maybe, I'm a universal donor. Yeah. So. Maybe we should get blood drives to come to our work. You should definitely make an effort to donate if you're a universal donor, just for the babies alone. So, um, But, yeah, definitely make time in it. I, I'm fortunate. I have a boss that when he hears blood donation, he's like, what are you standing here? Like, why aren't you going? So, and I'm lucky in that way. I know that. So, yeah, you are. <laughs> but he's very much too. He's the first person they'll be like, call him up and say, hey, you know, when he knows that it's time, he's 
right there. This so. was a giving day. Good to the community. Number one in Butter Bear. I'm expecting big things here. My number one is I travel the world. Do extreme accounting, maybe? No, I would <laughs> just travel the world. I would go to each country that would have me. I would be safe. Well, they all would have you because you're rich. I know that, but I want to be safe. You'd be so safe. I'd, you're, I'd you're, probably have to hire some bodyguards. Yeah, you'd have a security yeah. team. You'd be a gajillionaire. You could just... Yeah. On, your own, on your own private jet? Yeah. Why, Why not? not? You could do it. Travel the world. So, like, what would be the number one place if you could go? Africa. Anywhere in Africa. Anywhere in Africa? Not oh, film yeah. the jar out, maybe? I've always wanted to do an African safari. Very yeah. cool. It's not a bad. Your brother apparently has a thing for African safaris I went to this weekend, so. Mm-hmm. He did not like seeing that elephant in JJ's. He was distraught over the whole thing. Doesn't know it's fake, right? I was told it's real. We asked the waitress. She said, it's real. I kept telling him it's not real skier. It's it a real shark up from the ceiling. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> that's a great question. So we can chime in. If you're a listener, let us know if all the animals in our uh, taxidermy and JJ's is real or fake. So. <clears throat> uh, number one for me, which is the most gluttonous purchase I could ever imagine, it would be a 1970 Chevelle SS. And it would be in a garage, very well kept, and I'd probably never drive it. <laughs> well, then what's the point of getting it? Because it's my dream car. I know, but you gotta drive it. I mean, maybe I'd drive it once a year, maybe twice a year. Back it out of the car. I mean, it, it would not have, first of all, I mean, I, you show, well, let's ask this question. Let's get this out of the way. We so never you, would, you would call Rich to have him shut down all the streets just so mm-hmm. you could drive well, it. <laughs> would you keep working if you won the lotto? Yes, because one of mine was I would invest three quarters of my money and continue to work. Would you keep working? Depend if we're talking a ridiculous amount of money, no. I well, I would not keep working at my current job. But if I'm <clears throat> doing charity work and blood drives and I would technically be working, yeah. but not at my current job. Yeah, I mean I know how kind of steady I am at this job. I can only imagine if I did like own a business that would help blah 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 or any of the things we said, I'd be ten times more busy than I am now. Yeah. So I would never get to. So just that being said, that car would only be drive, probably drive on a day. That's nice. And then you figure out when did you finally have the time off? Are you actually going to be able to drive the car on the day? It's, it's tough. I've seen. My husband just restored a '67 Chevy pickup, right. pickup from top to bottom, and this weekend he drove it into town like on Sunday morning. And he came home and we had to go back into town. We live in Lachine. So he, we had to go back into town to pick up Logan. And he's like, well, aren't we going to take the truck? I haven't driven it in a while. I mean, other than that morning. So you would drive it more than you think. Because it's like, especially, and maybe it's for him, it's he put all this work into yeah. it. He's like, I'm taking advantage of it. You would you would drive it. I wouldn't have drove it in the morning because the bugs would have gotten on it and I couldn't handle that. Oh, don't get me wrong. We drove it Friday night and he was like, I said, are you going to put the cover back on it? And he's like, no, it's covered in bugs. I have to wash it. Yeah. So I, that's why he drove it into town was to wash it. I wouldn't drive it at night either. Like, and this is like the anal person to me that works at a car dealership now. That's always worst case scenario with every vehicle. Like knows like everything that could ever go wrong. So we have been pushing our luck. Yeah. driving it at night and I was like, Oh my God, we're going to hit a deer. 
from 11 to 1 each day. Yeah, I mean, there's a window probably about 11 to 3, yeah, with no absolute chance of rain whatsoever. And I don't know if it went on at Super Sunny either because of the UV rays. So it would have to be just – You buy a car link right. umbrella. That's well. I'm a billionaire, so I can have people like go <laughs> around with a cover. <laughs> if, if you have that, like secret service. if you have that much, you can have one that you like keep in your garage, and then one you drive. That's no, that's the possibility. So, there you go. Yeah, that's but this car, Allison, everybody at work knows about this car. Like, I even know the color, what I want, everything about it. So it's what was it again? Uh, 1970 Chevelle SS. Anytime I post it on Facebook, randomly I'll like just post a picture of it, and everybody, you know, everyone goes gaga over it. So it's a neat, it's a pretty neat car, and it sounds amazing. It is a sweet car, actually. Yeah, so, <laughs> all right, my number one is um, I would donate so much money to U of M for their cancer research that they would name a building after my dad. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> so. I figure, hey, what I love U of M. My son goes to U of M. Um, my dad actually had um, some of his uh, surgeries done at U of M. And um, so we have a, a pretty big history there. But And plus, it's one of the greatest, you know, colleges in the world. So, And they do all kinds of research. So why wouldn't I want to stick all my money there and... It'd be awesome to walk down the street one day and see his name on a building. That would, that that would be, be sweet. Cool. It would be sweet. So at the greatest university in the world. Exactly. So, so. no, I, that would be pretty neat. Someone could go back to Poland or Germany and be like, "Hey, I studied in the Michael Pulaski whatever building," you know, and it would be awesome. Kind of cool. Well, that's our top five. Any honorable mentions? Uh, the last two I didn't mention would I would become a bum not do anything. <laughs> or I would become president. Because apparently I have a lot of money to become president. Within reason, yes. 100%. Yeah. Well, by the sounds of it, you could be like Eric Peterson and go to Hawaii and be a bum. Yeah. Just take five dollars. five bucks. Dude, can we talk about how crazy that was? <laughs> that was. Texas I was mesmerized by him yesterday, last week. I just not like... Because, I mean, Brad, Brad's, I'm a planner, but Brad's even more of a planner than I am. When he said he went somewhere with five bucks. Well, he was in San Francisco, so I guess he had some money, but he spent it all except for five dollars. Yeah, that instantly raised the red flag to me. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> but then going to Hawaii, which is very expensive, yeah. <laughs> with yes. five bucks, it's like, hmm, yeah. interesting. But. but it was amazing, nonetheless. So, yeah. So, if you guys didn't get a chance to listen to that pod, I recommend it. It was a good one. As is this one here. So. All right. Well, we'll wrap this up and then we'll talk about what we got going on this weekend. I got something cool going on this weekend. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so. So do I. So. Ooh, suspense. Butterbur, what are you doing this weekend? I am running the Tunnels of Towers race Ooh. with my nephew this weekend. That's what I'm doing, Aww, too. Cool. I think I've been doing that. I know the performance locker is looking for someone to wear the vest. I've thought about that. Since I'm not going to be running full speed. Yeah. That but, would be pretty cool. I mean, you could do it. if no one else will do it, I'll do it, for the love of God. I mean, like, 
and I'm out of shape. I'm nowhere near the shape you are. And, and if I'm considered doing it, then like, I don't know what's wrong with people out there. Get the other vest for my nephew. <laughs> I seriously was going to do it was tomorrow night. I might throw 20 pounds in my backpack and just from my house, you know, this from my house down to baby around baby and back three miles. So I would just do that. And if I die, then I know that I can't do it. But if I probably will, um, hang out, I'll be all right. So I don't know. I'll, I keep an eye on the, the link to see if Casey has found anyone yet. So all you have to do is finish. So. Yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't want to be super last because like they're waiting for the guy with the vest to like, <laughs> where is he? Did yeah. He so, um, I'm going with cannabis this week too. So I'm juiced about that. I'm going to get some donuts <laughs> and then I'm going to try to send them to Kelsey down to college because that would be her ultimate, like, oh my God, yes. So it's the best dad ever. <laughs> you make some good donuts. Yeah. But I like the caramel apple cookie. Yeah, and have you been there since they remodeled? Have it you had their pizza? No. Oh. Yeah. The whole it's place good. is fantabulous now. It looks amazing. So def- I'm even, I wish it, they are right on the cusp of the drone, like where you're not supposed to, you know, the five miles within the Roger City airfield. So, but anyways. But I'd really thought about taking some pictures. We'll Definitely. be out there next month for the race. Yeah. So. Nice. What you got going on this weekend? Um, Friday, I have Sweat for a Cause at Bay Urban. Um, it's at 5.30. Um, Pound is the workout. Uh, we're asking a $5 donation for anyone um, who comes. And that's open to the public as well. You do not have to be a Bay Athletic Club member. Um, so we have that. Friday at 5.30, and then Alpena High School has a home game uh, at 7 against TC West, I want to say, or Central. I want to say West. Um, So we're going to go to that, and then Saturday we are going to stay home and watch Michigan football against Nebraska, and I don't know what else after that. Yeah, Friday night, posing for 4-0. Yeah, Hale will beat Hale. And then the week after that, they play Hillman, who just lost to Augury. They got thumped by Augury. Like, did not see that coming. Okay, so I got to ask, since I grew up in Posen, are yeah. all the North Star League football teams, are they all eight-man now? It depends if Rogers City is technically considered an eight-man. I'm in the North Star and Alcona, because Alcona and Rogers City are still playing 11-man. Okay, so technically they were not North Star League. They right. were just... A non-conference well, game. Yeah, like old school North Star League, but North Star's gotten actually really smart. And what they've done is they've taken all these class CD schools that are in the area and they've all put them together now. So now they're not traveling all over the place, which is really neat. I think it's really smart. They're going to be able to, I think, soon, hopefully, really break it up, reorganize the conference a little bit, make two good divisions. Because, you know, Northern Michigan, at least Northeast Michigan's really got a lot of good class D schools. Yeah. I mean, you can go all the way down to Mile. If you want to go up to Rogers City, you can. I mean, it's weird to think like Mile, Roger City, Oscoda are in class. They can be class C, but they really are playing at class D schools now. So. Well, like before, it used to be Posen, Hillman, Fairview, Mayo, Atlanta, Atlanta, Aranac, Gray, Hale. Um, I think that's it. Agre um, is loaded, and we're a little, I'm a little bit worried. I did not think they would slack Hillman like that. So, but yeah, yeah. 
Get Alpine to play this one. Alpine lost by one turnover like within 20 seconds to go. 10 seconds left. Yeah, they were, they were driving in and tough loss, but they're on the road. So they're finally home, I think. they Yes, they've been on the road the last three weeks. They lost to Cadillac. And it came down to they were trying to get within field goal range. And so they had to rely on their passing, which is not where they're more of a running game. And uh, so it ended up getting picked off, unfortunately. So I'm kind of excited to see them at home. Must um, win. It is a must win. It's a must win. But this is a big game because TC <clears throat> West is – I'm almost positive it's West, but they're always so tough. Yeah. But – the boys have definitely been putting in their, their time in the weight room, and we'll see if it pays off or not. That's the one thing I don't like about Alpina's schedule. Um, my son plays freshman ball. Their last game is all the way down in Chelsea. Yeah. And it's like, how do you go down, play a football game, a freshman game at 4, then a JV game at like 6.30, have to come home and not get home till probably 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, and then go to school in the morning? I like, remember that's when, crazy. When Posen first went to eight man and Jury was playing his freshman year, they played somewhere in the UP and they were gone for a whole day. Like four o'clock in the morning, they would come home. With, they, they, the kids literally packed sleeping bags in the bus. They, you would have to. Yeah, it was just crazy. So, so. yeah, and that's that's, that's I, the only bad thing about being a class A school. It's like you definitely have to travel. Yeah, but kids' education is so important. With the, send them all the way downstate. So. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, well, thanks for coming by. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. One more oh, time to race. Hold on one second. Okay. So I thought of this. Since you guys are helping me out by having me on your pod, I will hopefully help you out. So if anybody comes to my race, which is September 29th, 10 a.m. at the Alpina Fairgrounds, and tells me that they are registering because they heard us talk about the race on your pod, I will donate five dollars each person to your race. Oh, I like that. I like it. So, I like your charity. It's what the it's the Boys and Girls Club, right? So Logan went there for a little while, so I can I get can get in on that. So we are definitely on the cusp of really probably hitting Brad's race hard here. If people are. I've had a lot of people ask me, and the same thing. They, obviously, I told them, "You can just give me." I'll talk to all you want after Thursday. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. So, um, you have to register day of. Day of, yeah. Cost? Uh, $20 for adults and $10 or $15 for um, 15 to 6 year olds and five and under are free. Um, and then registration's at nine? At nine. Is, and it's a walk or run or just a run? Both. Okay. Walk or run. Either one, and um, it is a color run, but color is optional for each participant. So, if you two are running together and Brad wants to do color, but you don't want to, um, I have it set up where we can take care of that, and you can still That's go awesome. together. So, and it's at the fairgrounds, correct? At the fairgrounds, yes. Awesome. So, um, next week we have Justin Cooper. Oh, sorry, where are the proceeds going? Oh. Yeah. Proceeds are all going to the Alpena Cancer Center. That's awesome. Good cause. Yeah. So. Uh, next week, Justin Cooper for Arden Loft. We got a lot to talk about with Justin because he's been texting me. <laughs> he's juiced. All right. I'm kind of psyched about the top five. Today. The top five next week's dad jokes. <laughs> so that's all I pretty much tell now. You can ask Allison. 
So it'll be good. We're going to do a lot of video watching. Yeah. Have that dad jokes site on Facebook. And then the week after that's Mark Jacobs from ACC, does cross country and basketball. Yep. Nice. And then Matt Cameron, who's going to be a fun interview. And then we're at number 30, which we're not going to say, right? We have told oh, we've, is it? we've gone with we're going to be a surprise. It's going to be a secret the whole time. Oh, it's going to be yeah. a secret till the oh, time. Oh, okay. So um, that and then. Yeah, we I filled out October run in November already, so really? it's kind of fun. And we got some good people, so coming down the oh, pipe. I'll get yeah. some poppers from number thirty. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. We'd love to do something. So, uh, well, thanks for coming by. Yeah, thanks. thanks for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Yep. See ya.